Welcome to When We Speak, where we shed stigmas, say goodbye to shame, strengthen ourselves, and encourage others. I am your host, Tasha Hunter. This is a podcast where I am blending the intersections of race, gender, sexuality, faith, and trauma. If there is a topic that most people say we're not supposed to talk about, I'm talking about it because that is how we heal. We don't heal in silence. We heal by speaking out. So today I'm talking to Diamond Sade and we're talking about the importance of STEM and while we need more STEM education, more people in the STEM field uh, from minority communities. And so Diamond, if you would, however your bio comes up, however (laughs) you want to introduce yourself, you're free to do so, but let everybody know who you are. Okay, I am Diamond. Uh, I currently work as a data engineer. My background is industrial engineering and uh, quality systems management. so yeah, that's that's basically my happy space. I love STEM. I love being a representative of um, one of the smallest statistics out here. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I am a huge STEM advocate. It is my life. So as it relates to STEM, you know, there's, I think in a, in a lot of spaces, particularly for people of color, we're talking about the importance of representation. Mm-hmm. But for anybody out there that is not familiar with STEM and and like, well, why, why is it important? What do you have to say about that? Why, why, why do we need more, more of us in the field? Well, if, if I can. Um, so STEM, for those who don't know what it means, let's start there. Science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Some people add STEAM, um, which is science, technology, engineering, arts and mathematics. Um, so either or. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very important because when you look at where we are as a society, we know by our daily interactions and if you're near any two-year-old, technology is huge. We are relying on it. Everything that we do down to like our social interactions, work is now hybrid um, because of COVID, all these things where we're dependent on technology. And the thing that is really uh, as good as technology is, the thing that is really not spoken of is the representation of Black people. Now, there are vast majority of brown people in science, technology, engineering, mathematics. They are there, but we are not. And the problem lies when you look at um, things like artificial intelligence and machine learning and all these different um, advanced analytics and computing technologies, when we are not represented in it, these biases and different things are automatically skewed into these calculations. So if you guys want to learn a little bit more, um, it's a documentary on Netflix um, and it's uh, totally about the bias in artificial intelligence. Um, this is why it's important because we need to have a voice in these spaces to make sure that we are fully represented. Um, I'm sure every black person that's listened to it can remember when you saw your first black emoji, um, (laughs) in your iPhone. And if you have an Android, I'm going to be praying for you. Um, (laughs) but (laughs) we can remember that moment where you was like, oh shit, something looks like me in my phone. 
So think about that when it comes to job applications, job screaming. We know about the disparities within the medical field because we're not represented there either. So all these spaces where we are um, inadequately treated or represented, we have to have a stance there because it's only going to get worse. COVID really catapulted us into data and this huge, uh, a bigger reliance on technology. So a lot of jobs that will be coming up will phase out a lot of the jobs that existed when we were kids or our first entry level jobs, they won't exist. So we need to at least know the lingo, um, know a starting point of how to be competent in this space or at least know just a little bit about what we're talking about so we can be represented and we can advance when it comes to career-wise and all of it. Because my biggest fear is that um, this statistic came out, um, God, this was before COVID, but before 2030, if people aren't competent in some area of coding or, or something technologically related, it will be very hard for them to be employable and it's impacting our community the most. It's literally, if we don't have black people going to college in, in an area of STEM, pick one. Okay. Yeah. Whether it's science, technology, engineering, mathematics, you said art is also a part of that now. Yeah. So when you look at when you're developing websites and coding, that's an art aspect. So you have that interface with um, websites and different user interactions. So that has an aspect of art as well. So so if, if we're not getting educated in it, that means we're not getting the jobs. Now, here's the other thing. You mentioned COVID and the pandemic where Black people are more impacted in Black communities than any other. I think that that's still the case. Um, And so just in my my little area of the world, if we've got people in these fields, then it's like (laughs) you're increasing trust because you trust people that look like you. Okay, so we we just have been going through this whole ass pandemic and there's been a lot of miseducation. There's been a lot of stuff from the prior administration. We don't want to even, you know, that that dude that was Mm -hmm. in there and. And black people, we just really, you know, we, we're not really going to the doctor like we're supposed to anyway. No. We ain't really trying to trust people because uh, we ain't really trying to handle Henrietta Lacks situation. So a lot of people aren't getting the vaccine. But if we have people in STEM mm-hmm. at all levels, then you're getting the right information. Then you're not sitting at home. Everybody else been, is benefiting. They're getting the vaccine. You're not getting it because you're scared. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. So I got the vaccine. I got the Pfizer vaccine Um, just because one, I read the research that had the highest success numbers and all of that. Uh And we already have hesitancy when it comes to vaccine and anything medically just based off our history, which is worth it, worth what it is. Right. Right. We all know about the Tuskegee experiments and all the various trials spoken and unspoken that has been done on us. We know about those. However, the thing about COVID is that we have to, and I'm no medical professional, so Mm -hmm. seek some actual medical um, consultation. We have to make sure that we are getting vaccinated because this is negatively impacting us the most. Mm -hmm. 
And I know with the Johnson and Johnson study, a lot of people became more alarmed because there's there's been like a 30 percent decrease in people who got in the first vaccine to get in the second one. Mm -hmm. The thing about that is, yes, I'm not diminishing the fact that six I want to say six or 12 people were negatively impacted by the vaccine. Mm. Um, And six people got some form of blood clotting. Right. Mm -hmm. Any woman taking birth control, you have a higher chance of getting blood clots than that. The risks are much higher. You're exactly right. I got off of birth control because of that. So it's like I'm not saying to not have a a healthy amount of fear or skepticism. Do that. Have that. Mm -hmm. But do the research. Facebook is not research. Mm-hmm. A post is not research. Mm-hmm. You can literally Google the research papers that shows the components of what's in this COVID uh, vaccine. You can you can do that research mm-hmm. um, to be better informed. Um, I think it's safe. Again, I've had both shots. I uh, again, I went through Pfizer. I got my first one. Um, April something. And I got my second one yesterday. I have no adverse effects. Um, outside of typical arm, right. you know, pain, but it's important because we can't, if we think that the vaccine is bad, the other side of COVID is worse Absolutely. because it impacts you neurologically. Mm-hmm. It impacts a lot of things for us. And we genetically and due to, you know, our, our history, we already have a litany of diseases that we are battling and tackling and addressing it. We already have those in the way that COVID attacks your body and your organs. Mm -hmm. It makes it a very challenging disease or challenging virus. Right. You're exactly right. I got the Moderna. They didn't even give us a choice. Yeah. And maybe I should have asked, you know, (laughs) I just got in. I'm like, okay, which line do I get in? And they were like that one. <laughs> but I got both of, of the shots as well. Our history and that hesitancy, the messaging from the CDC has been very mixed right. for sure. The CDC sure. has had a lot of mixed messaging. Um, and again, a lot of that has to do with if we don't have people communicating our language, we will never get that type of traction. You know, like this is why it matters to have people who look like us in these spaces because they understand how to address us in a manner where we put our guards down. Right. Absolutely. And as it relates to you're an engineer. So as it relates to your field and just your expertise of of STEM, what are some of the barriers that you've seen, some of the roadblocks that that keep us out of the field? It's one math, Mm. Uh, math keeps Mm -hmm. us out of there. And I'm not going to speak as if I'm some math expert, even Mm -hmm. though I'm an engineer, Mm -hmm. I literally worked my way from college algebra Mm -hmm. to differential equations. Mm -hmm. And that was, that is no small fate. Like I, I think I retook calculus up to five times Mm -hmm. um, just because one, every school that I went to, now I moved a lot. Let me caveat with that. But every school that I went to, I ended up learning the same thing. I never progressed past um, college algebra. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that that scares us the most. And that has to do with teaching. Um, we, a lot of us, we are visual learners. 
And when you look at how teaching is done, it's not in a way that it's standardized. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're doing something different from when I grew up. Um, not, Not like I'm much older than anyone who could be listening, but they weren't looking at how people learn. It was just mm-hmm. learn this, take the test, da 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 da, da all the standardized stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, if math or something to that effect is challenging for you, what I would recommend, and if you don't want to pay hella money for college, because there is a trade off when you look at colleges now, right? We got all this debt, and will it guarantee a job? I would say take a boot camp. There are plenty of boot camps that will teach you the fundamentals of data, information, um, technology, or cloud computing, or anything like that. There are plenty of boot camps that will help you learn those core skills at a fraction of the cost. I actually was a um, teaching assistant for Thinkful or Check, their data analytics program. In that program, um, I've had students that went off to get good jobs uh, with really good starting salaries, right? The average starting salary for data analytics is somewhere between 50 and 60,000, right? Which could be life-changing for people who are born in dis, you know, um, in disadvantage. You get what I'm saying? Like we, we as Black people, we usually start have a at least hundred yards from the starting line when you look at our our counterparts. Right. So you're looking at um, starting out at fifty to sixty thousand dollars. The program mm-hmm. costs twelve. I, I want to say twelve thousand five hundred. Mm-hmm. which is literally a fraction of the cost of a traditional um, bachelor's degree. Right. Additionally, um, there are community colleges that may offer similar um, robotics or um, data or manufacturing. They may offer those things as well, which is a good way to like get yourself in the field and get yourself at least knowing what's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing for us is not having that exposure to the things that our counterparts do. If we're not exposed to these fields and we're not exposed to these opportunities, by the time we do, it, it's either outdated or overpopulated. Right. Right. So, you know, as it relates to, like you said, there are other people of color that are already in the field. Yeah. But for black people. When we think about um, economic equality, when we think about our environment, when we think about the climate, yeah, infrastructure, you know, in the black community, you already spoke about it, technology. If we we can't wait on other people to offer us a seat at the table, we can't wait on other people yeah. to come into our communities and improve things. No, we can't. Um, I want to say Sherry Chisholm was the first person to say this. Like, if there's not a seat at the table, I'll bring a folding chair. Yes. And if the folding chair don't work, bring that table that you place uh, spades on or bones and make your opportunity. Like yes. we we can't. And and I'm not going to say like I didn't have that that I want to be rescued mentality, too. I think we we all have some sense of like, damn, I want to be that damsel in distress where somebody just zarrows these dragons in my life and all this. But 
if there's one thing that we can learn about ourselves as black people, we have been our own hero in <laughs> this entire time. That's true. We have been a damsel in distress and hero at the same damn time. Mm-hmm. So if you look at what we've overcome already, we can do this too. Mm-hmm. Like we are more than capable. Everything about like, I think once we understand our power, it makes it a lot easier for us to, to really see that I can do that. Everything about culture is really based off of us. When you look at commercials, they're addressing our, our people. I have yet to see one Domino's Pizza Hut commercial with country music. Everything got some version of trap music or yeah. some version to, you know, relate to us. Mm-hmm. When you look at um, Instagram, you got people of all like like ethnic backgrounds doing everything to relate to us or look like us. We need to create that. We are the most creative people on this earth. Like, and I will go bar for bar with anybody who thinks differently. We are the most creative people on this earth. And if we are able to harness that energy, um, then I think that we could progress. And I don't necessarily subscribe to the, oh, we're crabs in a bucket mentality. I don't, but I will say like, there's opportunity and it's enough for all of us. There is, absolutely. You know, like, and if there's a lane that's overpopulated, shift over. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to, I I think sometimes even, um, so let me back up. When I was like choosing my career field. I had never heard of engineering until I was 14 years old. Prior to that, I was just trying to do what I saw. My mom did her. My dad uh, worked in dialysis. I'm squeamish. No, um, I like the color of my hair, but I don't. I don't like doing my hair. Um, so I really didn't know what I was gonna do with my life. Like I, I had no idea. And my dad got me into a summer program that exposed me to engineering. So I bring that up to say, like, that's the benefits of exposing us to to something, because a lot of us, we don't know what we want to do until we're exposed to it. Mm -hmm. But we got to stop exposing us to like the minimum. Oh, you could do this. Oh, you could work at this. You could. And I'm not diminishing the value of like, um, I don't even know the politically correct term for like uh lower paying jobs and it's no shade no tea that like yeah. I did it I did it too yeah however if we're not progressing that impacts every generation after us yeah well when I hear you talk about like lower paying jobs is it okay that that not be the goal I'm just gonna work at this I'm, I'm not gonna name anybody any place yeah. I don't want anybody to feel bad that's listening but but if 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 that's your well, I'm gonna just go get this job. You know, I heard that they were paying ten fifty an hour, and then you get stuck there because you're afraid to move on because in your mind that's good money. Yeah. What if you could go a little bit further and expose yourself a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like use that opportunity, and if you like the company, yeah, do what it takes to progress. That's it. If you like where where the company is, you like their values, you like whatever it is about the do what it takes to progress because we can't just be um and again, no shade, no tea. I've done it all. I worked at Me fast too. food, I've mm-hmm. I've done all of it, but we can't just be stuck there. 
mm-hmm. we can't like again it, it impacts every generation after us because we're not financially prepared for what comes next right and me being the first like I'm the first college graduate on both sides of my family mm-hmm. and it is this beautiful weight mm-hmm. that it's like I really can't go to my parents uh, for financial help. Um, I and and again, this is no jab, no shade, no tea. Like this is just real. Like I've probably made more than my parents have seen. Right. And I'm grateful for them. I'm and, and I love them for you know burdening me. I'm thankful for it. However, that's hard because I'm learning. You know, as I as I'm growing, I'm 31. I'm still learning about the best way to manage my finances, the best way to progress. So whenever I have kids, they'll be at an advantage versus like me being at a disadvantage. I want to make sure that they they're knowing something different or at least financially in a different space. So that's the impact when we're not progressing is that our kids get impacted by that. Absolutely. And, and when we talk about generational, trauma generational poverty girl it's 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 difficult it's really difficult and honestly i feel like our generation may be the first thriving black generation because every generation before us was surviving and i get that but if we're in this space where we have a little more wiggle room i'm not saying america is better than what we what our ancestors dealt with because there's still conversations that they were having that's still being had I'm not saying that at all, but we may have more, a little bit more wiggle room. We have to capitalize on it. We do. We don't talk enough about though the the, the pressure and the good stress <laughs> or just stress from being the first. And if and if you're a person that's in the STEM field, often for black people, you're the first. Yeah. You're the first. And and that is that is stressful, the stress of succeeding. What if I fail? What if this doesn't work out? There's there's all of this fear of what that means for everybody else and then their expectations of you. I've even heard a couple of people that I talk to that are in the STEM field. Um, sometimes people not even understanding, people in their family not understanding their stress and how hard they've worked. And so <laughs> in our communities, we get it on, on both ends, on all ends while having to often work in offices and or organizations where we are the minority and in the STEM field, we're yeah. definitely the minority in that field. Oh yeah. Every job I want to say, except for one, I was the only black woman in engineering. Mm-hmm. So when you couple the fact that I had that feeling of like, damn, I got to make sure I put on for my family. Yeah. You know, make sure that they don't only just see me winning, but also see that this came with a struggle, too. Right. I also have to when I'm at work, make sure I'm being the best black person, because if I fuck it up, I ruin opportunities for the next person. That part. And nobody understands that weight. You know, um, it was a space where my family. uh, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna just be honest. It was a, fa- a, a, a space in my in my family where everybody came to me about something financial. Mm-hmm. And then 2019, I got 
uh, fired from my job for some like crazy injustice shit. Sure. Nobody, I had nobody to help me. And that's that the other side is like, it, it creates me like I'm hyper vigilant, if I could be honest, because it's like, okay, if I fall down, there is nobody to pick me up. That's it. Same. <laughs> there Same. is nobody to pick me up. So it's like this way of feeling like, no matter if I'm broken, if I need to be repaired, I got to keep shit pushing because I don't have it. There, there's no plan B. I'm playing A, B, C, D, like, and and I don't want to diminish, like, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to diminish that either. However, there are moments where it's like, if I could be honest, I, I'd be like, God, like, bruh, when your turn, like, tap in. Like, I, yeah. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm, yeah. like, again, I 2019 was the roughest year for me in my life because, eight months without a job and I had to cash out my 401k. I had to do whatever was necessary for me to survive because I didn't have anyone. And it it really challenged my heart because I was like, damn, when I was good, I could, you know, I was like, Hey, here, here you go. Here you go. I got you. Da da da. I couldn't get $20 for gas money. Right. So it's, it's, it's like the, it's called the black tax. I think that's the politically correct way for it, mm-hmm. but that is, it's hard and it it's hurtful. It's alone. It's lonely as hell. It is. And we're not talking enough about that level of stress. Baby, <laughs> baby, like right now, like 100. Right. So often Diamond, as I I hear you talking and I remember those years when I was in debt, I didn't have anything in my bank account. I'm like, I'm 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 getting money out the piggy bank. I'm, you know, you do whatever you have to do. I've worked the minimum wage jobs. I've I've done whatever I needed to do to survive. And and I didn't have anybody to go to and say, hey, can you pay my rent? Can you pay my car note? <laughs> Because in, I, I've met other people, I've known other people that I'm that I'm close to where they have families that were like, oh, I got, you know, I got you. Yeah. Um, whatever you need. I'll take care. You don't have to pay a dime. Just get on your feet mm-hmm. a year, two years. You're good. That is not my life. Yeah. I don't know what that's like. So, so I feel you with the struggle. And so when, when you, when you are able to get on your feet, you, you get a job, right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, now how do I, how do I build on this? (laughs) And just wanting to keep that momentum going while also trying to figure out how to just adulting is a daily struggle (laughs) and, and, and then find your purpose and, and okay, God, what's next, what's next? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it, it's hard. It's it's really hard because it it like this is my therapy plug. If you don't go to the right people and places, this could like really take you under. Mm-hmm. It really could like it could bring you to a dark space feeling alone everywhere. I feel alone. Well, not at my current job. I love where I work now. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm still one of one. Mm-hmm. Um it's like, I feel alone at work. 
I'm alone here, you know, when it comes to family, financially, I'm alone. It's just like, it could be very taxing. Yeah. And I thank God for my therapist. Thank God for my job with insurance. Yes. Sidebar, there are therapists that do do sliding scales for Yahoo. And pro bono. I have and I have done some pro bono work. Get your help. That's <laughs> get it. your help. Um for for a few clients that that I felt like, well, I I, I feel like God is gonna I, I'll still be able to pay my light bill and my rent. Right. I can, I can do it. <laughs> I can do some pro bono, you know, there are therapists that do pro bono and that do sliding scale. That is so important. There's so many programs depending on your income level. So, so if you're thinking I can't afford therapy, if you've got Medicaid, if you've got Medicare, if you, if you don't have any of that, there are people that will still see you. There's programs out there for that. Can we talk about career navigation? Okay. Somebody that's hoping to get into the field of engineering or science or any other field within STEM. Okay. What does what does career navigation look like? So I break it down like this: If you are in high school, you got kids, nephews, cousins, whatever, and nieces too. In high school, go to a community college. Go there for two years, mm-hmm. and most community colleges have some type of segue program into a bigger university. So you'll be able to get a lot of those weed out classes. Your first two years at any uh, college is weed out classes. Get all those classes done at a community college. Transfer to whatever school you like. Um, Some uh, states, their high schools have, uh, God, what is it called? Like A plus programs and different programs like that, where if you have a certain GPA and you've maintained it, all four years through high school, they will sponsor your associates for community mm-hmm. college. Yep. So again, take advantage of it. If you are, um, you've passed college or passed, not college, uh, past high school, you've already graduated, you're interested in the STEM field. What I would recommend is doing a boot camp. Mm-hmm. There are micro masters and bachelors through uh udemy and edx um a lot of these organizations that have power uh partner with uh universities such as howard harvard um georgia tech purdue to do these micro certificates that will show you having competency in these fields also google amazon uh microsoft one more. Well, let's just stick with them. Google, Amazon, Microsoft, they all have programs where you can learn how to uh, do cloud computing. So that's working with the cloud and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have been laid off or anything due to COVID, they have discounted rates for these programs. With these one certificate, you could change your entire life. One certificate with Anything that say um, AWS, so that's Amazon, Azure, which is Microsoft, and Google, which is GCP, um, Google Cloud Computing. Those certificates, depending on what you get, could range from seventy to over over six figures in salaries. So, all of these um, resources are available. If you don't have a LinkedIn profile, LinkedIn is like professional Facebook. Mm-hmm. 
but don't post the shit that you post on Facebook. <laughs> Let me caveat that. <laughs> um, if you don't have a LinkedIn profile, go on there, create a profile, and you can literally search Google, search Amazon. A lot of these companies are posting about these free programs because they understand the disparity in the tech field and they want more people that look like us. I'm black. If y'all can't hear it in my voice, um, that was, can you hear it down black? I don't know. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) My bad. I had to think about it. Um, They have all these programs for people that look like us to be able to get jobs in these spaces. Boot camps, um, Trilogy Education has one. Check has one. Check are thankful. There's one with Springboard. There is so many boot camps. Um, I went through the one through Trilogy after I got laid off or fired or whatever. So that eight month period, I did the boot camp to get me into data. So it works. Yes. It was, I mean, don't get me wrong. My engineering experience helped because a lot of the projects that I had introduced me to data, but it was that boot camp that got me where I'm at. So, you, I mean, whatever you invest into get, getting into that program, into that boot camp, you're getting that return when you get a job. Yeah. And Thinkful or Check, they, their program for whichever, whether you do web development, technical project management, data analytics, um, it's one more um, I can't think of, but basically if you don't, they have a caveat where you won't have to pay for your schooling through this boot camp until you get a job. So these are programs. And, and again, this is no age barrier. You know, it's not restricted to what this, if you 18, if you 48, get in it. It's a three month program. If you want to do full time, it's three months. If you want to do part time, it's six months. You're, you're not going to be good if you don't practice and have repetition and, yeah. and get resources and, and, and learn. <laughs> right. <laughs> Having to do your, your part. So, so there is no excuse for anybody that's thinking, oh, well, you know, you have to be good in, in math and science. Well, how do you mm-hmm. get good? I mean, at anything. Yeah. Honestly, I think like a lot of the times we're good at math. We just don't call it math. So right. let me give you an example. If you get a hundred dollars a month, Mm-hmm. You know how to make that stretch. You That's know right. how to, okay, well, we can get this, we can get that. That is math. Mm-hmm. You have the, if you have that critical thinking to say, hey, we can't do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do burgers and, and pork beans and hot dogs here, we're going to do, you know, we can get this many noodles because it costs this. That's math. You can do that. When you look at, okay, it's 25% off of this, it's 10%. That's math. We just have to build on those skills. That's it. Build on what you know. Yeah. Build on what you know and start from somewhere. And there's resources free if you need help with that stuff. There's there's yes. not anybody in the industry that was just born. I mean, there are people that are just highly intelligent and maybe they are a genius, but that's not the majority of the field. Yeah. It's regular people <laughs> that needed help that had to take a couple of courses, you know, multiple times. They did what they had to do to get to where they want it to be. And so if you're listening, you can do it. You you really can do it. So thank you for, for all of that. And so I've got some, some fun questions. 
if you're listening to to music and you want to move your body, what are you listening mm, to? Probably, um, I like ratchet music. Yeah, I'm sorry. Me too. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to gyrate. <laughs> So I'm probably gonna listen to some some ratchet. <laughs> I told you what I was doing before we push record. So <laughs> yes, like I listen to trap. Like I do my best work listening to trap music. Mm-hmm. Who inspires you? Who or what inspires you? Uh, um, my biggest inspiration was my grandmother. Um, my grandmother. Uh, I was raised by her till I was about eight years old, and um. She's my inspiration because, like, during that time, um, I don't recall she she passed away from cancer, but I don't recall her ever allowing her diagnosis or when she got to the point of like not being able to walk. I don't recall that ever like ruining her day. Mm-hmm. And that's my inspiration. That's my aim um, is to not be as so. Um, taken down by life Mm -hmm. because she no matter what I don't remember her sad I don't remember any of it so she's been my biggest inspiration wonderful who or what makes you laugh (laughs) um who makes me laugh probably my irky ass fiance that's (laughs) (laughs) yeah Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I love him with his yeah, yeah, yeah. And if people want to know more about you, they want to follow you, follow you on social, visit your website, whatever you got going on, how do they find you? So I have a website. Uh it is my first and last name, diamondwilliams.me, M-E. Um, and that just shows about my podcast. Uh, I have knowledge and petty as the podcast. Um, it talks about my, my background. I have my own business. It shows all that, um, social media wise it's I engineer, but it's spelled really crazy. So, um, you may have to That's okay. see that somewhere. <laughs> what I love, um, in your, the knowledge and pettiness, your, your I don't know, your brand, <laughs> your <laughs> website, whatever you call, I love that, that you are going to get knowledge you're going to get the intellectual side, but you're also going to get the black culture side. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. And we're not going to minimize that. We're not going to hide that. We're not going to try to represent or present ourselves uh, so that we are white accepting or whatever the case is. Nope. You're going to get both. I can be intellectual and I can be ratchet. I can be, this is 100% me. That's it. Yeah. That was my F you to the man because (laughs) when I was at work, it was like, I had to, be palatable to them i'm like who the fuck is y'all like i'm me like i want to be fully me so that's where knowledge and pettiness came from and that's what i'm here to do like to create a space for us to be fully us you're one of the most i don't know funnest people that i've gotten to to talk to since i've been in this (laughs) podcast universe and and I love any time that I can be a, around black women and and just that the energy that we bring is like no other. We are magical in real life. We seriously are. We yeah. unicorns, y'all, and y'all don't even know it. So man, look, <laughs> there is nothing more stronger, more resilient than black women. That's on it. Everything That's it. I love. 
That's it. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. I appreciate it. Problem, honey. Thank you so much for listening to When We Speak. Follow me on Instagram at Tasha Hunter LCSW. If you haven't done so yet, please rate, review, and follow me on iTunes and share it on your social media. If you want a copy of my book, What Children Remember, it is available on Amazon. Until next time.